Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome to Ice Flame, and I am super excited to be here with you guys again this week. This is your host Ike, and and yeah, and I'm just yeah, I'm just pumped to be with you guys. And today is July nineteenth on the release date, and I'm just excited to talk about our character for this week. And to give you a little teaser before we get going too far, is this character is probably the, I want to say the most iconic Legends character that has not been introduced to canon. And so, uh, yeah, that's going to be our character for the week. Uh, We'll get to the name exactly here in a few, but the most iconic character that... Most iconic Legends character that has not been introduced to canon. So it's going to be a fun one today. And with that said, and I just want to remind you guys, um, if you guys want to interact, go to Ike's Flame on Instagram and follow me there. Or if you just got feedback or thoughts or suggestions for future podcasts, you can email me at Ike'sFlame at gmail.com. So I'd love to hear from you guys. And that sort of thing. And so, um, and as always, we got our Ike's Question of the Week on Saturdays on Instagram. So go check that out as well. So, we're going to dive in this week. And like I said, this is probably the most, I would say, my opinion, others probably agree with me. I guess I got some people that agree with me. Is the most iconic Legends character that has not been introduced to Star Wars canon. Who may that be this week? Well, that would be the Emperor's Hand, Mara Jade, who is also a smuggler and a Jedi Knight, and most importantly, probably of all, and what we know Mara Jade for, is Luke Skywalker's wife. And so, in canon. And so, as far, so far, or not in canon, excuse me, not in canon, in Legends. So far, Luke does not have a wife in canon. Uh, that doesn't mean it can't happen, and we may... Uh, hint at some things later and talk about that, especially in our last segment. But, uh, yeah, so I'm super pumped. So we're going to talk about Mara Jade and her story today. And so as we get going, Mara Jade is a human female. And um, I have looked and looked, and I don't know where she was born at. So it was a puzzler for me. So, yeah, I don't know where or... Yeah, where she, what planet she was born on. So, what I do know is that Mary Jade was, from a very young age, taken by Emperor Palpatine and raised by Emperor Palpatine. And so, we're going to get kind of some, a little, a little bit of parallels from last week with uh, Starkiller. And so, with being taken at a young age. But Mary Jade was taken at a young age, and it is kind of thought in... And we're not even exactly sure how Mary Jade is found by Palpatine and all that. Uh, I couldn't find a good direct answer on all that, but it's taken by Palpatine at a very young age. And with that said, that's kind of how her story starts. And a lot of it is, I heard, I saw, um, read something where they related it to how the Jedi took children at a very young age. That this is kind of what Palpatine did with Mary Jade. And sounds like Palpatine, which doesn't surprise me, might have did this with other children, and especially Mary Jade because she was force sensitive, and uh, as we'll talk about later. But so 
And it's just interesting that it's like kind of a similar, but a little bit different. But yeah, so we, where Mary Jade's from, her parents, we don't know a whole lot about that, just so you know. And I got into this, I got excited this week, and I forgot to tell you, go to go through our usual first segment of our podcast, and that is where we see Mary Jade and all those things. So where we see Mary Jade is main is I think only in comics and books from my knowledge and I'm because I, I don't think we I don't yeah I don't think we see her she's not in any of I don't think we have any live action or even animated or anything any screen time of Mary Jade and so so yeah it's all books and it's all of the legends books that happen during the empire post empire era and so you see you have books like extinction allegiance um and then we have dark force rising and the last command which some of these are the original thrawn series so the mark or uh timothy zarn or I can't say his name right now. Is it Timothy? Why am I drawing a complete blank on? Yeah, Timothy Zahn. Yeah, Timothy Zahn. So he's done all three of the Don trilogies. His very first one, which I think was written in the 80s or 90s, was is not considered legends material and with Thrawn and so she's in those and the she's in Children of the Jedi and all the all these books about Luke and Thrawn and uh, the New Jedi Order uh, and all those things and so there's a lot of them so I'm not going to list them all I kind of listed some of the main ones but that's where that's where we know Jedi no no Mara Jade from, and um, we have the Fate of the Jedi books um, that she's mentioned in a lot, and that sort of thing as well, and so, just so you know, that's kind of where we find her, so I, I got ahead of myself today, and jumped right into the story, and didn't do appearances, and so, that's where we find Mara Jade, and so I would go check those out, I'm not, I have not, I've read a couple of those, but I have actually not read all of them, and so, with that said, the few I've read are good. Um, I would suggest going and checking them out more. I'm hoping to get to that myself. Uh, and part of the reason I say that, and I, I always, I always want to stress this with you guys is I am not like I know. Yeah, I know a lot about Star Wars, but I am not the ultimate, uh, ultimate knowledgeable person on Star Wars. Um, and so, like. Part of what this is, is if, if you hear something and you're like, oh, I don't think that's right in the podcast, go check it out. Go fact check me. Let me know. I want to learn. Also, like, I'm still learning, and I'm right here with you. And so I still got books to read and comics to read and things to watch. And so I am right here with you, learning alongside you. And I actually learn a lot while I'm doing these podcasts. And so I try to make sure I do research for. Um, and so just I just put that out there. But... Anyway, so as I mentioned, Mary Jade was raised pretty much by Palpatine, and what she is known as in the Empire is the Emperor's Hand. And so 
throughout Jade's youth and her time at being raised by the Empire, she's called, or she becomes known as the Emperor's Hand Asher. After she completes a successful mission that is set up for her, and that has to do with Grand Moff Tarkin, and so she becomes uh, the Emperor's Hand. And as she becomes the Emperor's Hand, she is um, she she gets sent on different missions. So she gets sent to track down different Jedi. She um, one big thing she does is as the Emperor's Hand is she. Uh, she is able to, yeah, she, she is told by Palpatine that uh, to what, like, Imperial officers uh, are not doing what they're supposed to, and she goes and punishes them or kills them if they have treason and all of that type of stuff. And so she does a lot of different things, uh, and she's Force-sensitive. She is trained in the Force by Palpatine and on the dark side and so she has force abilities and i think one neat thing with mary jade is she like you'll see some pictures where she has her lightsaber in one hand and has a holster with a blaster on the other um so it's just kind of fun like she doesn't just strictly use the force but she does utilize that and at one point palpatine even says about mary jade and being the having her as an emperor's hand and all this that uh, that she is an experiment. And so, like, I think Palpatine with Mary Jade is trying to figure out, okay, what could somebody like Mary Jade, how, what asset could they be to the Empire? And as one of Palpatine's personal assassins is what they were as an Emperor's hand and that sort of thing. And so it's just interesting to see, like, this is kind of an experiment for Palpatine to figure out, hey, what's the best way to run our empire? What's the best way to keep things in order? And that sort of thing. And two things here with this is one, Mary Jade, and we find this out later in the story um, after Emperor Palpatine's death and all this, but um, she, Mary Jade always thought she was the only Emperor's hand. But it comes to find out that there's other Emperor's hands as well. And the interesting thing about that is Palpatine didn't tell any of the Emperor's hands that there were other Emperor's hands. So he hid them uh, from each other. And so she thinks she's kind of, in some ways, she gets an arrogance, an idea that she's privileged and special because of that. And so he trains um and she also works with vader so i mean vader knows a marriage she does different missions with vader vader even has the ability to send her on missions and things of that nature at times as well the other thing and i think this is probably one of the uh more important things to talk about when we're talking about her being the emperor's hand and the first part it is the fact that she is a telepathic link with Palpatine. Uh, so Mary Jade, as she's in her hand, is able to hear from Palpatine anywhere she's at in the galaxy, uh, without a comm link, without a uh, hollow transmission or any of that. She can hear Palpatine in her head to give her commands and instructions, and this is part of what makes her so lethal and dangerous as a um, as the Emperor's hand is she can she can be on a mission hiding doing stealth and still be able to communicate with her master 
and it's just interesting. And the other thing interesting, and I haven't really heard anybody read anything about this. It's interesting that there's not exactly a well, there is a rule too in the sense that that you still have Vader and Palpatine, but Mary Jade is almost in a little bit of ways violating this rule too. Rule of two, if I can talk. And Palpatine is kind of just ignoring it. I, and I, not, I haven't really read too many things about it, but I found that interesting. Um, I don't know if I'm seeing this wrong. That I mean, yes, Mara Jade isn't a Sith. She's considered an assassin for the Empire and all of this. But she is trained in the dark side of the Force. And so it just makes me wonder, like, is, is this kind of on the edge where it's not considered a, she's not considered a Sith or even uh, even by others or anything of that nature. So it's not violating the rule too. I don't know exactly. I just thought about that because uh, I know we talked about that some last week with um, Galen Merrick, Starkiller. And so it just came to my mind. And I really think that's interesting that it seemed like Palpatine could defy the rule of two and Vader couldn't because he was their apprentice. And so I just wonder like what uh, what <laughs> how that went over if there was ever any conversation between Palpatine and Vader about this and all of that sort of thing. And so it's just interesting to see that uh, and interesting to think about. Um, and if you guys have other thoughts on that, I'd be love to hear from you guys because I... I think that's interesting, and I don't know if I'm reading that wrong, but I just was like, hmm, that seems a little bit contradictory, uh, but I'm not for sure on that. So, but that's kind of how Mary Jade grew up, or grew up, yeah, grew up and was trained in the dark side. Her connection with Palpatine as her master, and uh, she just did many different missions. Uh, Like I said, eliminating different. Eliminating different Imperial officers that were doing the wrong thing or being treason against the Empire and all of that. And the other really neat thing is that Mary Jade actually ends up kind of, um, she, she ends up adopting kind of her own battalion of stormtroopers. And it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's interesting. So you're actually like, I don't know if they're outcasts or lost stormtroopers that she finds on a mission, and uh, just rogue, yeah, rogue stormtroopers, and she kind of brings them in as her own uh, battalion of stormtroopers, and she uses them later in some missions, which I just find interesting. And they actually call themselves uh, the Hand of Judgment, and so that which goes well with Emperor's Hand and all that uh, fits nicely, right? Uh, I'm guessing they planned it that way, but so it's just interesting that she even has her own battalion of stormtroopers that she found and that were actually rogue stormtroopers, and that she's kind of brought back into the empire to work for her specifically. And so uh, that's just kind of a neat thing to see. And so that's kind of like this, like so we kind of I'm going to split this up into two halves, and which we do a lot of times. But the first half is gonna be is what we're gonna wrap up here shortly but is Mara Jade's life as the Emperor's hand and the second half is gonna be the second half of her life um, as a smuggler and Jedi Knight and all of that sort of stuff so but as the Emperor's hand she has a lot of power and a lot of um, 
everything. And towards the end of her time as the Emperor's Hand, she is supposed to go hunt down Luke Skywalker. And she is actually, and I find this interesting, uh, she is actually on Tatooine at Jabba's Palace when uh, Han is frozen in Carbonite and all, and Luke and C-3PO and R2-D2 and Leia all go to save him. And Lando, of course, and Chewie, they go and save him. She uh, puts a facade on as a dancer in Jabba's palace to get in and to hopefully uh, kill Luke in this, execute and kill Luke in, uh, while at the do- J- at Jabba's palace. And other interesting thing is she sees actually, and I found this cool, is she sees Luke kill the Rancor as well. And so... And at this time, and so she is sent to kill Luke Skywalker, and this kind of becomes something that she becomes obsessed with at one at here a little bit later. But the other interesting thing about that is Jabba does not let her go out to the um, Sarlacc pit because she he they kind of see her as a threat and have kind of caught that she's has a plan and mission of her own and all this and. But later, Luke's has a vision that Mara Jade would have been at the Sarlacc pit, that Luke wouldn't have survived. Um, I don't. The others probably still would have escaped, but Luke himself wouldn't have survived, and Mara Jade would have prevented that. And so it's just interesting to see that as well. But she was not, and so Luke survived, and episode six is still episode six. And so when all this happened, and, and Vader and... At the end of episode six, I'm kind of mixing canon and stuff here, but uh, Mary Jade's story fits well within the original trilogy. Of, original trilogy, sorry, original trilogy canon, and so Luke uh, Luke goes and faces Vader, and Vader turns, and that Luke and Vader kill Palpatine, and she senses this great sense of despair with her master being killed by um, Luke and Vader. And at this time, the last words that Palpatine puts in her head is, you will kill Luke Skywalker. And this is through that telepathic sense. And that is kind of the thing that drives her after Palpatine's death. And she has this desire to kill Luke Skywalker. And so, because of that, and... That is kind of becomes her mission, and that is where we're going to pick it up after we come back from our break. So we'll be right back, and we're going to cover the second half of Mary Jade's life. We are back with you, and we're going to talk about the second half of Mary Jade's life. And we are going to start with this idea that, so after Mary Jade, Mary Jade's master, Palpatine, was killed, she kind of just loses it, leaves the Empire, at least what's left of the Empire after the destruction of the Death Star and Palpatine, and Vader's gone now, and all this, she just leaves and does her own thing. And she still has this idea she's going to kill Luke Skywalker, but she's not as a part of the rebellion or a part of the empire. And so she kind of, she goes and becomes a smuggler. She, 
uh, works for a, uh, a guild and does smuggling and that sort of thing kind of works with some bounty hunters and all that sort of thing and so she as she's doing this she kind of fades in and out and she actually meets skywalker on during a couple of her missions and that sort of thing and then one interesting thing that does happen is that one area where she, she meets skywalker on a planet and they are the there's force sensitivity creatures that stop force sensitive beings from working and so her and skywalker both force sensitive are stuck on this planet and uh, they are trying to escape this planet and part of this has to do with grand admiral thrawn and in legends grand admiral thrawn actually revives the empire or kind of the, and is the head of the revived empire and is uh, trying to kill Skywalker and all this. And so, uh, she, and she gets pulled into this because she had a separate mission at the same place involving the same issues and all that. And so, but that's kind of their first meeting and their first, like, and it's interesting because she wants to survive. So she doesn't kill Skywalker because she knows he, she needs him to survive. And, but Luke ends up escaping. They both do, but before she can kill him, the, before she can kill him, Luke escapes with Han and Chewie and Lando and is off. And they don't see each other for a while. And Jade is also brought back, or is also during this time when she's smuggling and doing some different things. She's also offered by Thrawn to come back and be the, a hand of the Empire. But she refuses. She doesn't want to work for Thrawn. She really only cares about her old master and all this. And she goes on some missions, and uh, one of them, she ends up uh, working with Skywalker and some others. And at this point, she's kind of wrapped around her head that she doesn't necessarily want to kill Skywalker. Um, she is warming up to Skywalker, to say the least. But I think this is kind of one of the craziest things that happened in the middle of this. So there's a... a I believe a Jedi who's become a dark Jedi who is uh, now working at what is Emperor Palpatine's cloning facility and has kind of committed himself to this and committed himself to um, cloning Emperor Palpatine, which we see a little bit of this actually in Rise of Skywalker and Kanan. Uh, and this is probably where a lot of that gets pulled from. So she go, her and Luke, and I think Han and Chewie, um, and R two D two. They they find this cloning center, and uh, they are going to destroy it before anything too crazy happens. And when that happens, uh, she and Luke um, have to fight off this dark Jedi. And the other thing that they have to do is. They have to fight off a clone of Luke. Um, and so this clone has been made out of Luke's hand that was lost on Cloud City. And with that, this clone is also using the lightsaber that Luke had, which would have been Anakin's lightsaber. And so the Skywalker lightsaber. And so it's interesting. So they are fighting a 
clone of Luke, and Mary Jane actually ends up killing the Dark Jedi and helps Luke kill Luke's clone as well. And they end up making it. And after this is all over, um, Luke actually gifts his old lightsaber to Mary Jane to use. And so that is the the lightsaber she ends up using a lot um, at times. And but the other so after this, she ends up actually becoming an apprentice at the Jedi Temple um, on Yavin. And lo and behold, guess who her master is? And her master is Kyle Katarn, which is who we talked about the first week of this month. Um, and so she's trained by Kyle Katarn for a while, um, and. She doesn't, not the whole time, and then Kyle Katarn actually leaves the Jedi Order after a while, and which actually kind of causes her to leave. And she goes back to smuggling and being a part of a guild and doing all this, and she keeps a relationship with Luke and Han and the Solos and all that, and she actually does some um, work for them, as in, like, goes on some missions and... Uh, does some protective work for them as well. And uh, this is also during the time, and as I mentioned earlier, that she finds out that she was not the only hand during the Empire. She actually runs into the other hand, and another hand, and they figure it out through a altercation, and this makes her uh, very upset. Um, and I think also causes her to start to um, even more so, realize how evil her initial master was in Palpatine and all of that. And this is uh, also where I think that Luke and her start to, while she's gone from the Jedi Temple and all this, where she starts to realize, Luke and her realize they are falling in love. Um, and at this time, Luke is actually has another significant other uh, which doesn't come to fruition, obviously, but uh, that is part of that as well. And so, uh, so eventually, Luke and Mary get Mary Jade get married, and she takes the Luke's surname is Skywalker, and because Mary Jade Skywalker, and at this point, she becomes very. Um, she comes back, finishes her training, becomes a Jedi Knight, and uh, is invested in the Jedi at this point. She doesn't at this point she doesn't leave the Jedi. She fully becomes a Jedi, and all of that. And she actually ends up training a couple Jedi, uh, has some Padawans and that sort of thing. But she is fully a Jedi at this point. And then uh, as they are doing the Jedi thing, rebuilding the Jedi, have the Jedi Temple, and all of this, uh, it is a big sign. Um, and the, overall, the wedding of Luke and Mara, because Mara is known to be, used to be the hand, Emperor's hand and all this, it is a sign that there's peace between the old Empire and the New Republic and all of this. And so they it's seen as a big thing. And there's actually some... Imperial officers and operatives that are still remnants of the Empire that actually uh, are trying, actually dis disrupt and try to uh, stop the wedding from happening. 
um, and that sort of thing. But that doesn't happen. They do get married, and the rest is history. No, just kidding. There's there's some more things to talk about. And so uh, then the big next big thing is is Yuuzhan Vong War, which is a species of aliens that come to uh, fight and take over the galaxy, the known galaxy. They actually come from unknown space, and uh, that is part of, yeah, so they come from unknown space. And during this time, they are actually, the Yuuzhan actually infiltrate the galaxy before the infiltrate with a disease the galaxy before they actually infiltrate it physically and Mary Jade gets this disease and it usually it's like a breakdown of the cells and all this and she fights it off with the um, with the force and lives and she's sick for a long time but they do end up finding the cure from the Yuuzhan Vong and she survives um, she survives this altercation um, but not too long after this uh, there is darkness rising as always and um when she ends up having a son and her son's name is ben skywalker and she has uh there's also jason solo who's her nephew there's gianna solo who she trains for a little bit i'm pretty sure um who's also her niece and all this and so uh while she's doing all uh so jason solo who's her nephew is significantly older than their son ben um luke and mary's son ben and so they see jason as a great uh what do you say a great mentor um even though he's still being trained as a jedi to watch out for their son while they're doing their jedi duties as leading the jedi and all this stuff and with it, when when this happens, uh, they end up figuring out after a while that Jason Solo is turning to the dark side, and so Jason Solo turns is turning to the dark side. And when this happens, they are uh, they take their son Ben away, and they Luke doesn't want to confront Jason, but Mara does. Mara goes and confronts Jason. She has the upper hand, but she ends up losing that, and in that moment, she is killed by Jason Solo, and that's how Mary Jade dies. So Mary Jade dies because of her ne- by the hand of her nephew, as uh, war civil war between Sith and Jedi arise again, and then her son is involved as well, and so she goes and takes care of business per se, tries to, um, and. After this, there's a lot of push for Luke to go and confront Jason, but he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't want to kill. He confronts Jason, but he doesn't kill Jason. And all this. and But initially, Luke thought somebody else killed, uh, killed Mara, Jade. And so Luke goes and hunts down this other person, kills them. And Ben, their son, thinks somebody different than even Luke does, kills they're killed her his mother and so he goes and hunts that person down and so they but they eventually find out it was jason and that is kind of how um that all plays out and that's most of what mary jade's story is um i think they it's just um interesting to see all this happen and 
how Mary Jade's story comes together and the how she is ultimately turns to the light side and she dies protecting her family. Um, and I think it's and I think and one thing I've read a little bit and I think is interesting with Mary Jade is like she had a huge transition between because she was raised in the dark side of the force. So by Palpatine, she was raised by the evilest of evils, by the most astute dark side user uh, known, uh, and uh, potentially even the most powerful Sith that is ever existed, um, arguably, and. She's turned from that to the light by Luke and others and her experiences, even though she was raised in this. Uh, and it is just interesting to see her journey and her story and how she becomes selfless and sees the good of the Jedi and becomes a fully trained Jedi Knight and ultimately gives her life for the Jedi and her family uh, and does what is right. And... Uh, so that is the story of Mary Jade Skywalker. I'm excited. It's been fun talking to you guys about that with you. And we're going to jump into our last segment. And our last segment is usually, and like we talked about, is where are we going to see Mary Jade next? That's our question. I don't know if we're going to see Mary Jade. Um, the one thing I will say, and I am intrigued by, and I don't know what this looks like yet, but so we have seen Luke in live action in The Mandalorian. And in Book of Boba Fett, in uh, post-episode 6. And so my wondering, and we've seen him creating a temple, and a Jedi temple, and all of this, and wanting to restart the Jedi Order, um, and we don't see any of this, we don't see, we don't have any evidence that he was married from the sequels, um, and any of his interactions that he has with Ray and others in the sequels. But it does make me wonder that did he Mary Jade happen? Did a character like Mary Jade uh, exist? And so I'll be interested to see if somebody like Mary Jade, even if it's not Mary Jade specifically, comes into play. Uh, and um, yeah. I know, we'll see. I think that is our biggest chance to see Mary Jade in canon. Uh, just because, one, I think a lot of canon is already written. Um, and where we could see her in the time frame that she exists. Um, we could always have a Thrawn type of thing where there was a can there was a Legends Thrawn. And then Thrawn ended up getting completely changed. Not completely, but shifted the timeline of Thrawn. And so, like, that could be a possibility. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is I think there's a chance that, potential chance, I mean, I don't know how high, I mean, it might be pretty low, but that we can end up seeing Luke have a wife uh, somewhere in some of the um, some of the stories that we're discovering right now. And so it would just be interesting to see that. And, and even in the Sokos, though, because she does have, Mary Jade does have some, uh, run-ins with Thrawn and we know Ahsoka's running uh, to find Thrawn and all this and so that could be a possibility don't know um, but that would be my best guess of where we could see her or a character like her uh, maybe not her exactly but a character like her uh, that is based off her and that's one thing we've talked about with the legends here is that 
there's legends, ideas, and materials that get taken and get put into canon. Um, and so, for instance, I learned this just a few weeks ago, is the Dark Trooper project was actually... Um, can or was actually legends material with Kyle Katarn and during that era, Kyle Katarn area that is brought into the Mandalorian, uh, which is kind of neat. Uh, that it got brought that was actually initially legends material, and I didn't realize that so never know that happens a lot um, right now. And so I'll be interested to see if anything like that happens, uh, but we don't know for sure. So, uh, yeah, so that is Mary J this week. I'm uh, excited you guys joined and stayed with me the whole episode and we got a couple more good episodes coming up here in uh, July and do we have one or two more I'm trying to find 19 okay we just got one more well next week last week in July uh, one more episode in July and I'm excited to rejoin you guys again next week but for now that's what we got And as we always like to say here on Ike's Flame, light the fire. Have a great week.